with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into a variety of different topics. Some NBA playoff action from last night. A couple of uh, 2-2 series played game five. One road team won, one home team won. And we'll look ahead to tonight. I noticed some college football over-unders, season win totals. We're going to have Jared guess what the numbers are and should would you bet over or under Big 12 and then some national teams as well. And then spring sports uh, wrap-up from yesterday, Class 4A boys state golf tournaments over at Prairie West in Weatherford. Got some soccer semifinals in the books and uh, a variety of other things that we could get into as well. 225-9698. Is the phone or the text line? 225-9698. Give us a call. Eh, don't give us a call. The phone doesn't work anyway. Shoot us a text. We can talk about anything you might want to in the world of sports. If you're ever going to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with our show a couple of different ways. Log on to kadsam.com. Or you can download the app. Paragon app has it all. Radio. Three different radio stations. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. ThePennyNews.com. Check out the deals there. Or you can pick up a free copy of the Penny News. Coming later this afternoon. For sure by tomorrow morning when you're listening to us. All kinds of free copies of the Penny News out there. Uh, Big Elk TV, Jared and Hunter. We'll be on the call tomorrow, 1.30, the Elk City Elks. And the Oolagal, are they Mustangs? Yes. I thought so. Oolagal Mustangs. We'll be going at it. 1.30 at Edmond Memorial, Class 4A State Baseball Tournament. Gets underway tomorrow on BigElkTV.com. Then, of course, we've got the Skinny on Sports podcast, if you missed the show entirely. You can go back and check that out everywhere podcasts are, including KADSAM.com. Good morning, Jared. How are you? It feels weird to be in this building. Yeah, last couple of days you're on a... That was four in a row, if you think about it, really. Yeah. Thursday, Friday with baseball, and then Monday and Tuesday with golf. It didn't stop me from being here. Oh, no. Throughout the weekend. No. Oh, yeah. To 10 o'clock, a bunch of those nights. But it does feel just kind of like back here in the old comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How have you been? It feels like I haven't seen you. Oh, I'm good. I'm real Are well. you? Yeah. What makes you so good? Uh, It's Wednesday. Um, Is Wednesday uh, your favorite day of the week? I don't know. Uh, you got some sort I, of I, love I, for Wednesday that I don't know about? Well, we're on the back half of the week. Or at least we're almost there in a couple hours. I think they call it hump day, Drew. Hump day. Hump day? Yeah, Good mood. 
I mean, I'm just excited. I'm excited for what's coming up. You mentioned it, baseball coming up. Um, I mean, who doesn't get excited for America's pastime? Uh, majority of the country. Well, that, unfortunately, that's their loss. <laughs> I don't follow the masses. I enjoy baseball, and I can't wait for tomorrow. I enjoyed baseball a lot more when the Brewers weren't in a tailspin. <laughs> Losing again last night. How about the Pirates? What have they been doing? The Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't remember hearing any talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates whatsoever before the season. They are 21-16, and 16, leading the NL Central. There, there you go. They're only 2-8 and eight in their last 10. But unfortunately, the Brewers and Will's Cubs were unable to take advantage of that. Both those teams are three and seven in the last ten, so the Pirates still hold a half-game lead over the Brew Crew. Looky there, your Texas Rangers still still playing. At what point still. do you start getting really excited? So thirty-five games oh, in. Great question. Thirty-five games. What's that? About a fifth of the way through the season. 35 divided by 160, that's about a fifth, a little bit past a fifth. More or less, yeah. At what point do you really yeah, start thinking? you know, in the past it was, I was excited for about the month of April, and then I was <laughs> done. And now it's, it's uh, there's hope. I think they're they're showing that there's long, longevity chances of winning here. So, we'll see. I know they dropped to the Mariners last night, rubber match coming up today. But, uh, you know, over 20 wins already, and... Um, they saw they set a record. I'm gonna to try to remember this off the top of my head. They've scored a lot of runs in in this time span. Uh, it's the most runs in this amount of games in franchise history. 223 runs scored. Yeah, which is saying something because they've had some powerful even, offenses. As I say, even when they were you know years there back in the 90s, especially mm-hmm. they had that run through the AOS in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah, they scored but, the second most runs in baseball. I mean, back when they had Hamilton and I'm talking about Kinsler. like Juan Gone. No, I'm I talking know. About way I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about the World yeah. Series runs with those guys. And there was some pretty. They were nicknamed the Power Rangers for a little bit. They just the way oh, they're. No wonder they didn't win the World Series. It's an unfortunate <laughs> nickname like that. But now there's there the offense looks good and the defense or the 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 pitching, even with the Grom still sidelined with this injury um looks pretty good gray was good the other night and i believe a two to one win a couple nights ago so we'll see they got the second I got high best, hopes second best run differential in baseball it's a nice winning a series against the angels i can tell you that plus 81 only behind the rays which everyone's behind the rays mm-hmm. and everything very impressive from your Texas Rangers so far. I hope they're still in contention in early August when I plan on going, going to see them. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I hope there's still meaningful baseball I get to go watch. It's May 10th. And with the way that uh, the standings look, I mean, you're almost assured of June, at least the 1st of June, mattering. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't hardly, can't hardly play bad enough for that not to happen. So you're already two months. You're already going to be two months ahead of normal. Very good. Yeah, it's fun. 
Uh, question on the text line. Have we talked about the sucker punch? Yes, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. I think we said our piece with that. How ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Some of that's becoming. Uh, hey, there's a kid from on the text line. State golf. I do not know how he did, well, we, but I will look it up. Let's talk about the state golf tournament yesterday. Um, Elk City Elks end up fourth in the 4A state golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied for third going in. Casha Hall went past them. Uh, the Elks first and third rounds weren't their best. Second round they played pretty well. Um, it ended up ended up being in fourth place. <clears throat> Man, it was it was pretty exciting there at the end. Uh, with Oklahoma Christian and Heritage Hall. Uh, I think most people thought, so playing up the 18th, Ben Lathrop, a freshman for, from Heritage Hall, which look out, that dude is good for a young guy. And Ryder, uh, Cowan, playing up the 18th, Ryder hit a shot from the trees onto the green, had like a 20-footer for birdie. Ben knocked it in there tight. He hit it right down the middle, and he hit it to about two feet. And I, everyone, kind of the buzz in the crowd was Heritage Hall is down one, team-wise. Mm-hmm. Ryder didn't make his putt. Ben does. Gives a big old fist pump. And at that moment, the crowd thought it was going to be a team playoff well, that would have been for the state title. You know, Ryder had sewn up uh, being the individual state champ, but it looked like that was going to happen. And then once they added up the scores, it turned out that Oklahoma Christian uh, beat Heritage Hall by one shot. Can you imagine? 879 to 880. Three rounds of golf, essentially 15 rounds of golf because there's five guys on, on each team. And it came down to one single shot. You know, if you're Heritage Hall... All their guys are obviously sitting there going, gosh, one putt. In, in, yeah. in three rounds, you can surely find one that you think you should have made. But it, it was pretty cool. And for a freshman to have that pressure on him and kind of knowing what was at stake and being able to to do what he did, that was, that was pretty cool uh, for him. But Oklahoma Christian is a state champion, 4A. 879, 880 from Heritage Hall, and then it went way. is 50 shots to third Kasha, who passed the Elks yesterday afternoon. Once again, Elks City, uh, I think it's four of the last five years taking out COVID because the state tournament wasn't played. But for the, fa- for the past five years, Elk City is the public school state champ. That doesn't get you a damn thing other than something to talk about. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I've... I've kind of come around because isn't it funny how when you talk about top, you know, there's topics in sports when it doesn't really affect you, maybe you have a different opinion than when it does. And this is one of those that all of a sudden does affect at least the team that I love the most. And when you when you start to think about, you know, half of the field in this 4A state tournament, was private schools. Mm-hmm. Six of the top eight were private schools. And all of a sudden, now that it starts affecting, you know, we've kind of been isolated from this for sure in football. 
because of the the size of the schools, you just, know, discover our location and that's and, right. You and, know, every yeah. now and then Heritage Hall might be in four A, but for the most part, it really doesn't affect. I just don't think they want to be. <laughs> well, and, and that's the problem, Jared. They you just control, said it. They can control that. That's it. Yeah. You know, you 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 get schools, the public schools, they have to develop. They have to. It, it's the 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 deck is stacked against you. Because if if you're somebody else, if you're one of these private schools, you just pluck them. Oh, what do we need here? Oh, oh. Right. And so, at what point does this change? At what point? And I think the I think the public schools are ready to take their ball and go home. But then you've got the uh, what is it? The oh gosh, the cease and desist letter from. What the Secretary of State? Uh, Attorney General. Attorney General. That's right. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Secretary of State. Uh, where, where the OSSA was kind of looking at separating this out, mm-hmm. and then you have that letter from the Attorney General, and I, I, it's interesting now that you know, like I said, when you start to realize how much it has affected results and results for Big L Golf. I mean, I, I think you can. It's impossible to know this without, you know, going back and looking at every single thing. But I think the case can easily be made that one of, if not the most affected team in the state of Oklahoma is Oak City Golf. Mm-hmm. You know, four or five, I mean, just, just in the last five years, four or five that you don't get. At what point does this separate, or does it ever? Do you think? Well, I think they're trying to close the gap, uh, the gap, at at the legislative level, with the the school choice. You know the and and you know uh, uh, what do you call that? The voucher yeah. system. I'm not fully. You know, we need to get. I almost called him Coach Sparks again. We need to get uh, Superintendent Mike Sparks in here. Uh, maybe he could steer us in the right direction when it comes to this, but the school voucher program, uh, uh, basically closing that gap, allowing more opportunities for uh, students. There's already open transfer, but allowing more opportunities uh, for parents to make that choice and make it more affordable for them. If they, hey, you know, my kids fits in better here at this private school than it does at this public school or vice versa. So I think that gap is trying to be closed where and it will be years down the road until we start seeing the results on the on the playing field. But I do think there are efforts to try to close that gap. But I think there is pushback, like you mentioned, from the state attorney general uh, when it comes to. But separating what, do, what stuff does like the that. state have to do with OSSA? I know should be I, nothing. I know you're right. It just is. I I totally agree with you. But um, they're just trying to make it more fair and you know and we do have the open transfer so it makes you think well what stops some public schools saying listen you're really good at golf over there in that small school and you only live 20 miles away from our campus why not bring your sticks over here it's true you know there but there are uh i do know each school has set capacity limits where they will have to turn away students because hey we are at max teachers can't handle 30 plus kids in their classroom every hour and right. you know or or you know at the grade level all day so there are max levels or you know, cap levels and that that goes throughout every school and 
you know, then you become, then it turns into, you know, expansion and building needs. And all of a sudden you're talking about Oak City, if this is a thing where they're allowing anybody and everybody to come on over and all of a sudden, okay, we got to hire teachers. We got to, we have to yet build more space. Oh my goodness. We're on the verge of being a 5A school. I mean, there's a lot of questions floating around, but I, I, I understand your frustration. I absolutely do. Uh, when on the private side where it, it does feel like it's more of a competitive advantage where they can, you know, and now I wonder, is there a way or, or is this happening? And, and this is all speculation and I'm not accusing. So please don't blow up the text line on this, but no, please do. Yeah, we need or, the numbers. Our heritage hall or, you know, are those private schools or there, do they have special scholarship programs where, you know, they see, Oh, 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 Joey over there. Who's good at golf but he can't afford to get into Heritage Hall. Well, they make an exception for him. They find a a way to get that done, to get him on campus and to get him on that team. Is that happening? You know it is. Yeah, that's where I got issues. You know it is. Uh, But it was was an exciting day. Uh, Congrats uh, to Ryder Cowan. I mean, he grew up here. And uh, they, he's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, know, going at, to OU. At, at OU. You know, it, it was it was impressive. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, him being just a kid. You know, now to see him growing up, and you know the the difference in his in his game. Man, he's good. There is no doubt. He carries himself the right way. Very, very good. That's why it's so easy to root for. I've never heard a bad thing about this kid. Yeah, that's and, you right. know, I don't know him personally. I, obviously, I know his granddad, but I, I, I just come from a good family, it sounds like. And um, again, gonna be obviously we wear the crimson cream around here, but even if he went up north to Stillwater, I think I'd still be rooting for him pretty hard. Yeah, yeah he's he, he can play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Mason Schmidt, senior from Elk City, ends up fourth place, uh, seventy sixty nine, then seventy five yesterday. Three day total of two fourteen. Uh, he improved. Gosh, I think he was like eighth or ninth last year in four A at the at Bowling Springs. So he improves uh, up to fourth. Uh, Nathan Walmack also a top ten uh, performance. He shot seventy six, seventy four, seventy five. Three day total of two twenty five. He ended up eighth. Um, th- kind of the crappy part of the finish here is the way that all states done, and I get it, it's the way it's always been done. But so what happens is the seniors from the west side of the state and the seniors from the east side of the state are all competing at the state tournament to be an All-Stater. And then the top two from the west, top two from the east get granted All-State. And then there's some yep. there's some at-large or uh, bids that, that can be made if maybe you don't play your best, but you've had a really good career, right? I mean, that, that just kind of happens sometimes. But for the Big Elk seniors, Mason Schmidt finished fourth in the tournament and did an All-State. Nathan Walmack finishes eighth in the tournament, does an All-State because Ryder is a west side, and then his teammate Bryant Polehill shot 208 total. So those are your two All-Staters. Then you look over at the west, uh, at the east side. Mason beat uh, the first guy, the closest guy, by 15, and the other guy by what is that 29 no 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 i don't do my math right 21 nate beat uh the first guy by four and the other guy by 10 it just it, it just happens that way right with, with the year and, and what happened but it just kind of kind of stinks for those guys to look up there at that board and go wait a minute we both were in the top 10 
This other guy was fifteenth, and another one's thirtieth, or whatever it is. And but it doesn't. It just doesn't work out the way. So hopefully, one of yeah. those, one or one or both those guys, can uh, yeah. maybe get an at-large bid. But you know, the Elks probably should have been third. At the end of the day, they were the third best team. Just didn't quite get there uh, over there at Weatherford. But uh, congrats to Ryder. Congrats to OCS. And it was it was pretty cool there at the end when you know everything was on the line and you see a freshman step up number 18 at weatherford is now it used to be number 15 i mean it's a tight tee shot to get it in the fairway he hit it right down the middle about i don't know 50 yards away from the green 60 yards he hit it to two feet and made it when he had all the pressure in the world on him thinking this is for the team this is for you know trying to trying to win an individual state championship so that was that was cool to watch yeah uh heritage hall freshman ben lathrop do that but wasn't enough as OCS wins. Also, stick, sticking with golf and sticking with the private school domination. <laughs> but at Lake Hefner in 2A, yeah. a guy named Callan Bond, community Christian. We might have to we might have to text our man Ed Hughes and make sure that the golf course isn't on fire because he burned it up. 67, 63, 67, 197. Wow. In the 2A state tournament uh, up there at Hefner. That's, whoa. That's getting her done right there, boys and girls. 67-63-67 for Callan Bond. He runaway individual state champ in 2A boys golf. There are a ton. And, and speaking of 2A, I'd pulled up those scores too because of, of our question on our text line. We had a young man from Raiden. Uh, but looking at it, I kind of overlooked this. It, apologies to the smaller schools. What happens when – the Big Elks are playing for a state title, but you know, yet Rappo Butler put a team yep. in that tournament. Thomas put a team in that tournament uh, over there at Hefner, and there's a lot of individual scores here. Too many that we really can't get to them all. I'm just looking for any. Teed oh, Woods. There's some local kids that weren't on. You know, didn't have teams like uh, Drake Logan from Sayre, um, 85, 79, 79. Go ahead, tell me. Yeah, Teed Woods at Shattuck, 75, 73, 73. His dad, Josh. Um, he's been people that play golf know him, um, and so I've got his sister's a senior, Ellery. Uh, he may be a freshman or sophomore this year up there at Shattuck. Uh, Rhett Dobbins, Lance, Lance's son, mm-hmm. seventy-two, eighty-one, then seventy-three. Derek Hefner, Blake Hunter from Arapaho. He's 80, a young guy too. Eighty, eighty-seven, eighty-five. Rocky Willis from Sayre, 82, 91, 86. I don't want to leave anybody out. Ryan Shopak uh, from Rappo Butler, 90, 82, 94. Let's not leave it. Gage Grube from Rappo Butler, 188, 92. I just had Aiden Casas from Rappo, 106, 98, 95. I just had, I just saw the young man from Raiden. Out middle of the pack. There it is. Ryder Burroughs. I know him. I played golf with him at Sarah before. Okay. Yeah, 85, 73, 82. That's pretty cool from Raiden. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know exactly who that kid is. Anyhow, yeah. Good stuff. I, I don't think I realized that Arapaho had a, team. had a team. I knew they had some guys play in the past. Well, they had a couple guys uh, was it Jace Edlin who went and played? Uh, collegi- He's playing collegiately. Yeah, I think that's right. 
But I didn't realize they had enough for a team. I didn't either. That's awesome. It is very good. I wonder if they. I'm sure they play at Clinton. Uh, you would think so. Four miles away. Right, and then Thomas, I bet, goes down to Weatherford. Probably. Yep. Where they play. I wonder where young man from Raiden goes. Sayer. Sit down, Sayer. I would yeah, bet. I or, bet so. You know. Gosh, maybe I guess you'd go to Shattuck. Cheyenne has a golf course. Not anymore. <laughs> what is that thing I drive by? Well, it was. I just don't know that it's functioning at the moment. I don't know that putting on the sand greens would have helped at Hefner. No. But I'll tell you what, as far as just fun layouts and holes, Cheyenne's cool. It I, really I, is I, I cool. walked it one time, way long time ago when I was a kid. It's got some cool holes. Kind of just the... It, it just it's western oklahoma right it's just out in the pasture it is yeah over some valleys and through it's challenging it's cool it, it you know and then you got on the greens and you know do you know how that works no. have you ever played sand greens uh yeah that one time i walked it at cheyenne but how does it work officially i don't know well you have the you have the sand green uh-huh. then there's one part of it that is the path so you hit it on the green and there's a string attached to the flag stick and you, you measure how far away you are from the hole with that string, and then you bring it over, and you putt from the, the path. Oh, okay. And that path, the path is oiled to keep it, you know. Smooth. Yes. Yeah. And so whatever you do, if you go play golf at Cheyenne, do not, I mean do not, take your favorite pair of shoes or socks. <laughs> because they will be oil based filled by the time you get done yeah i absolutely am not going to go push mow the cheyenne golf course maybe we need, we need to get jimmy over there that sounds like a good job for jimmy that Clark. does sound like a good job for jimmy not Clark. for me i can't even imagine i would die maybe the city of cheyenne can hire him on as a as a maintenance guy oh for here you go it needs mode guy who mowed it passed away oh darn i remember they, there was a tournament there i don't know a decade ago or so in the summertime I played, my dad and I played a couple of different times. And the one time they were mowing it on Friday and the mower broke down. So you just had to hit it over the mower <laughs> because they couldn't get it, you know, they couldn't yeah. get out there and get it off, the, get it out of the way. So yeah. you just had to bomb it over the mower on like number six or seven. I can't remember which, but uh, it was fun. Yeah, there's there was sun, uh, Sunday scrambles. That's exactly right. I played in a couple of those. Jimmy says, why me? Because we know you have the equipment, Jimmy. Because you're the today and ag guy. You're the guy. You're the pasture guy. You're the guy. Fun times. Also, soccer last night. The Clinton Red Tornadoes will play for their third consecutive state championship. As Clinton is able to knock off Metro Christian 5-3, they will play Hildell. Hildell shut out Bethany 2-0. That game will be at Rogers State. I re- when I first saw that, I thought, oh, man, but I remember from having to cover, cover that stuff last year. You know, if it's an east and west, it goes Tulsa area, basically. It's, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. seems like. And then if it's kind of two west or two centrals, it was at Taft. They bring it back over here. Yep. This year it's going to be at Newcastle High School for those teams that are staying metro. They've done that before, yeah. They've hosted it before. So Clinton and Hildale and the boys of 4A – uh, the Woodward Lady Boomers will play for the Class 4A State Soccer Championship. Woodward beat Metro Christian 2-0 last night. They'll get Holland Hall. Also, 
at Rogers State as Holland Hall knocked out Weatherford 4 nothing. So a couple of Western Oklahoma squads playing for state soccer titles. Good stuff. Very good. Very good. I completely forgot about that game last night until I checked my phone and it was already over. The Clinton game. Well, that's proud alum there, Jared. I was on the outside throwing the ball around with my girls. Enjoying the nice day before right. it starts to rain. Yeah. I've got severe weather coverage tonight. Am I going to be busy? Maybe. I'm not going to say no. I think tomorrow's a little bit worse. Senior photo contest. There is still time to enter and vote. KECO 96.5. Hosting the 2023 Senior Photo Showcase for high school seniors and their families. It's simple. It's free to enter. Just submit the best senior photo at the online photo gallery at KECOFM.com. Then you have your friends and family go vote. And I'm going to tell you something. The friends and family of one Jace Hillman have been voting. He has a commanding lead right now. But that doesn't mean that your senior cannot overtake him. Peyton Fight of Merritt, Raven Collins. Raven Collins' picture is awesome. Out in front of that oil, Derek. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but, I mean, uh, Jace is... Over here in Oak City? Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Jace's photo, though, he's got his drum set set up out in the pasture, it looks like. It's cool. sun yeah. behind him. It's awesome. Very good. There's still time, though. And guess what? Uh, right now, it looks like Jace Hillman's going to enjoy a free steak dinner at Simon's. But that doesn't mean your senior can't win. So submit their photo and start voting. Got any, any idea how long they got? It's not on the paper? Nah. Then I have no idea. I'm going to guess. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Still time. I mean, maybe before, maybe in. Like right before Memorial Day yeah, or something a, like that, that. that? the week before Memorial Day, which would be in two weeks. So Yeah, so get it done. Let's say the 26th. Great job so far by the Cheyenne folks. This is Jace, and his picture's cool. There's no doubt. That is a cool picture. It's a very cool picture. All right, Jared. I don't know if you saw the uh, betting AG came out with their season win totals in college football. Over-unders? Um, I heard a little bit about it. I didn't sit down to watch or uh, look at it all. I who, heard, some, heard some of it. Who do you think has the highest over-under? Ohio State. In the, no, no, no. Oh, oh. You know, no, 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 no. In the Big 12. In the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Texas. You would be half right. You're telling me there's a tie. I'm telling what you there's I, a tie. What I just heard there. I'm telling you there's a tie. Tie with, is, it, is it with OU? It is with OU. How many wins do you think that total is? Now, it's just regular season, just the 12-game regular mm -hmm. season schedule. Mm -hmm. Let's go with nine. Nine and a half. You were so close. Nine and a half for Texas, nine and a half for Oklahoma. Okay. In your informed professional opinion, which one of those two schools has the best chance of going over? Well, Texas has to go with Alabama, so I'm already going to chalk that up as an L. 
Although they did play him good last year, but this is at Alabama and that's a different animal. Um, let's go with, I'll, but I'll stay. I'll stay with Texas. I'll, I think they can go over. Better chance than OU. Yeah, I know that OU schedule. So that's why I'd say blah. OU. That's why I'd say OU. But I think talent-wise, Texas is just a lot better. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Interesting. Especially a wide out, wide receiver. Oh yeah. But what's that guy's name that dropped all the passes last year? Xavier Worthy. <laughs> Still there. Yeah. Now I, at Bama, you would almost chalk up as a loss, right? That's a tough game. Yeah, but you know, there's an opportunity there for Texas because Alabama getting a new quarterback in there wasn't overly impressive in their spring game. But just from but a it's schedule, still Alabama. Just from a schedule standpoint, at Alabama is way harder than anything OU's got non-conference. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And then here's another thing: Oklahoma. When you look at the sheet right here that I've got in front of me, mm-hmm. after Texas and Oklahoma at nine and a half, the next four teams. In order, K State eight and a half, Texas Tech seven and a half, Baylor seven and a half, TCU seven and a half. Of those four teams, Oklahoma plays one of them. Only TCU, and TCU is a home game for the Sooners. Whereas, if you look down Texas's schedule, they have to play Baylor, they have to play Kansas State, they have to play at TCU, and they have to play Tech. So you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, yeah. from just from the schedule and the way that these are listed, Texas's schedule is much more difficult than Oklahoma's. Yeah, and that's why I'd give the Sooners the nod. I, not I'm not saying that Oklahoma's going to beat Texas even, but as far as you know, which team could finish ten and two? OU's schedule set up a lot better than Texas's. Would you have K State the way that this is listed as essentially the third best, the, the third favorite in the league? Yeah, I would. I would. I think after winning the the conference title last year, I think it's finally time to start, you know, a lot of people liked, including myself, like Kansas State as being that, oh, that's a cool team. They're pretty good. Keep an eye out for them. Underdogs, underrated type of team. And now I think they're, it might be a, a year where like, oh yeah, they're, they're the real deal. Let's take them seriously. Climbing um, is their guy. I'm going to keep them going. So I can I can definitely get on board with them being the third best team, maybe even the second best team in the conference. But based on that, yeah, I agree with it. I think the entire offensive line is back. Quarterback is back. They lost some on the defense for sure. And, of course, Deuce Vaughn as well. But I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, it feels like with Kleiman kind of cementing his spot there, I think he, they signed him to an extension just last week. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like, even though TCU had the season they had last year, let's see them back it up, right? Because to me, starting next year in the new Big 12, it feels like Kansas State, at least right this second in my mind, has the inside track at being, at least for the first couple of years, the program. I really thought that was going to be Oklahoma State, but I don't feel that way about the Cowboys right now. Here's the problem with what I just said about Kansas State. I said everything that they're that nice team, keep an eye on them. Everyone kept an eye on OU and Texas and even OSU. 
No one ever thought Kansas State could be a contender. They thought they'd be a good team, but not Iowa State. No one thought that they could be a good team that could actually win the Big 12. Then they go and do it last year against a really good TCU team. Now, could this be a problem for them where everyone's going to go, okay, the Wildcats are coming to town. We're in Manhattan this week. Yeah, we'll see. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Get, now they got a target. That's right. Right. And, and, but if they can follow it up, and, you know, yeah. if, they're, if they're in the Big 12 title game again this year, then all of a sudden you have to label them as kind of the team of the new Big 12, at least right now. That, and TCU is that way as well. With the new coach, the way that they performed last year, if they can do what they did, not not what they did last year, but be in the Big 12 title game, then all of a sudden you're, you're looking at teams that it feels like are passing Oklahoma State, at least with the, with the recency bias, as we move into the new Big 12. OSU is six and a half. That is an interesting number, isn't it? Even with all the turnover and turmoil, it seems low. It seems low. It seems low, but is it low? Well, where are the six wins? I guess we could really break it down that way. And I think I said on this show earlier, I was kind of around the seven win mark, so that really doesn't, I shouldn't be that shocked on that. To me, the, the key game in the whole thing is that Arizona State. Mm-hmm. If they get that win, they're 3-0 and going to Ames. And at that point, I think you'd feel really good about where you're at with six and a half because all you'd have to do is go five and four, a heck, four and five in the conference, and you get to seven. But that Arizona State game really see, it looms large to me in the Oklahoma State season. They get a lot of their tougher conference games at home. Kansas State, Oklahoma, namely, don't play Texas. Heck, they don't play they don't play Texas, Texas Tech, or Baylor. And the schedule the schedule breaks really well for both state schools, in my opinion, with what they miss in the conference this year. And neither has much out of conference outside of that game at Arizona State for OSU. Six and a half seems low, but I don't think I would bet your money. On seven wins, because I'm just not sure. Both of the teams, I think maybe you give both of them the benefit of the doubt because of how good they have been. But I don't think anybody's rushing to the window to bet it because there's just too many question marks in my mind for both at the numbers, even that low number for OSU. One thing I did notice as well, Man, how much has the shine come off the Iowa State program after just one 4-8 and eight season in which they lost a boatload of one-score games. That 4-8 and eight isn't made like a bunch of other 4-8s. and eights. They were right there in a ton of games. Are they being, could, could that, are they being undervalued at five and a half? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I've always been kind of one where I'm just waiting for that drop-off to happen because it's Iowa State, right? Oh, but, sure. But Matt Campbell always kept him right there. But I, I, year after year, I kept thinking, well, this year they're going to drop off. The, you know, okay, finally, Purdy's gone. Uh, the, what the tight end is gone. Uh, the running backs are gone. And that was, and, and admittedly, Campbell said last year, last year, this is 2.0. This is rebuild 2.0. So it, by virtue of that, by him saying that about last year, then this year 
should be better, right? So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that seems awfully low. I mean, look at their losses. 31-24 to Baylor. 14-11 to Kansas. 10-9 to Kansas State. 24-21 to Texas. 20-14 to OSU. 14-10 to to Tech. It's not hard to see that flipping. I mean, just flip. Uh, of their eight losses, six of them were by a touchdown or less. If you flip just half of those, you go eight and four, and you're way above that five-and-a-half number. Schedule this season, when you look at Iowa State, of course they've got the Iowa game out of conference, but it is in Ames. They come to OU. They've got Texas. They've got Kansas State. I mean, they're – Schedule makers didn't do them any favors within the conference if you look at the win totals. They've got one, two. Well, they've got everybody. They've got the top six on their schedule. OU, TCU, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State. They just missed Tech. That's the only of the top six that they miss. So maybe that's why that number is low. But of all the numbers here, if it's me, my favorite bet is five and a half, going over on five and a half of Iowa State. I just think Matt Campbell's too good a coach. Now, you answered this question earlier but without me asking it. Who do you think has nationwide who has the highest win total? Ohio State. It's not right. It's not right. Bama? Nope. Georgia. Georgia. Duh. Georgia is correct. Eleven and a half. My second favorite team right now. Uh, I've got I, I almost put that on the list. <laughs> Watch them get criticized for not going and visiting the White House when people get praised the four years before for not doing it. Okay, so eleven and a half, meaning if you bet the over, you're betting for the dogs to go undefeated in the regular season. Eleven and a half, you said. Eleven and a half. Okay. I know it's college football, and I know crazy things can happen here and there. They almost lost at Missouri a year ago. But, man, when you look at this schedule. It's stupid easy. I can only half-heartedly make a case for two games that they could possibly lose. Let me try to guess what those would be. Okay. At Auburn? Yep. At Tennessee? Yep about it the other tougher ones Ole Miss all at, at home at Athens yeah Kentucky South Carolina at home um South Carolina at home how about Florida it, it looks like it appears to still be the, the cocktail party <sighs> yeah it does but man look at that that schedule is, that is charm and soft yes he took the word right out of my mouth now they're breaking into new quarterback maybe looks- at Georgia Tech the rivalry no. game at the end of the year. Jeez, they'll beat their <laughs> brains in. So, you know, it Come on, Ball State. So Georgia eleven and a half. Then you've got a bunch of teams at ten and a half. Bama, Ohio State, Michigan. Here's you know who's next? Guess who's next? At ten and a half? At ten. Ten and a half ten. is Bama. Right at ten? Bama, Michigan, Ohio State. Are second are tied for second, second, third, and fourth. Who has the fifth highest? SC. Nope. The fifth highest. Ten wins. 
at 10 wins. That this, according to Bet AG this morning. And you said Ohio State. You said Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Penn State? Nope. You're going to have to help me then. Florida State. Yeah, well, okay. There's a lot of a lot of uh, chatter about them. Florida State at 10. And then this might have been the most shocking number I saw. What do you think Florida's win total is? Eight. Five and a half. Wow. They're going to fire their coach already. Five and a half. So then I thought, well, my gosh, who are they playing? Well, they go to Utah in that return game that they won a year ago. Tennessee's at home. Their their West teams are just Arkansas and at LSU is obviously probably going to be tough. But, man, that seems really, really, really low. Now, the problem is one of their out-of-conference games is Florida State. But, man, five and a half for the, for the Gators? Mm. Seems low. Did you mention LSU? LSU's nine and a half. We know Florida State plays the first year. Yeah, LSU. Very, very first game. That should be a good one. That would be a real good That's one. That's what we need to do tomorrow. We need to look up the, the out-of-conference games. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Ohio State goes to Notre Dame, return game there. Texas goes to Bama, return game there. You, and you mentioned that one, that LSU-Florida State. wonder where that one's at. Yeah, it's Orlando. Okay, I was wondering it because last year it was in the Superdome. Remember how bad that game was for three quarters? For three quarters, And then quarters. it turned out yeah. to be just epic at the end. I have a feeling that's going to be a way better game this year. We'll do that tomorrow. All right, the Buckeyes. I'm, I'm, I just now you got me curious. I'm sure they go to Notre they Dame. They are at Notre Dame. Yeah, I thought so. Where are they at? Did you look them up? Who's that? Notre Dame. They're kind of getting hot there at the end of the year last yeah, year. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write them down. We can do that. We'll find it. I'm curious. The out of conference games. Or Wisconsin with a new coach. Wisconsin with about. Six quarterbacks in their quarterback. Here's another one that seems low to me. Utah at eight and a half. Ah. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday. NBA playoffs last night. The Nuggets take a 3-2 lead over the Suns, 118-102. Nikola Jokic was awesome. Again, triple-double. And then the other series, though. Are you surprised Philly went into Boston and got game five? Not really. Because I kind of alluded to that on Monday that I thought Harden was playing is playing really really good. I, without looking at his stat line last night, I didn't pay attention to that. How was he? Yeah, thirty some. Is it Tatum and Brown get love as they should as one of the best duos in basketball? But is it possible if Harden the way Harden? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Tyrese Maxey finally played well. He had been struggling in this series, but he was six of twelve from three, had thirty. Embiid with thirty three. James had 17 and 10 assists. But doesn't it feel like Philly has the best two players in the series, at least the way they've been playing with Embiid and Harden? I did, yeah. Which was, is a mouthful to say because I mean, of how good MVP, those guys yeah, have you been. you got the MVP, and that's the thing. We're, I'm talking about how good Harden is, and then there's the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Tatum, 11 of 27. 3 of 11 for 3. He had 36, but he took 27 shots to do it. Jalen Brown, way more efficient. I'm going to tell you something right now, Jared. Jalen Brown will not be a Celtic next year. Really? He will not. 
You know where he would look awesome? Where's that? Thunder Blue. <laughs> it's exactly what they need. You think he's obtainable? Dude. Jalen Brown to the Thunder. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. What would you give up for Who Jaylen would say Brown? no to that? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, a lot of draft picks. Who would you who, give up? Who, though? I don't know. Dort? Isn't Jalen Brown just a better version of Dort? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Thunder have found success trading for a Celtic before. What you mean, Jared? <laughs> Carry the heck on. Let's look at his contract. Here might be the problem. You'd only have him for one more year. $30 million next year, then you have to re-sign him. That'd be an going-for-it-all-in acquisition. You'd, you'd almost need you know, assurances that that would work long-term. I agree, Scott. Whatever it takes. Man, that that's that's exactly – if Chet is, Chet, is a good player – that's what the Jalen Brown is a perfect guy for what they need. For what the Thunder would need. He's only 26. Dude, I'm in. I'm aboard the Jalen Brown to Oklahoma City bandwagon right now. Yes. I might have just created it. I'm in on some of that. Tonight. You you realize that what's happening a week from yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. the lottery. Yeah. If Oklahoma City gets the first pick, never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Or like a one point something percent chance. But there's still a chance. Which series ends tonight if either does? Miami up three one going back to the garden. The Lakers up three one going to Golden State. I'd go with Miami. There's still life there for, for Golden State. Especially at home. I could see Miami winning uh, tonight. I could too. I think the Warriors <clears> – I'm not so sure the Warriors won't win, come back and win the whole thing, the whole series. It's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. But we thought that too in 2016, right about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I'd say that. I don't know if they have the firepower. Are they, are they too old to do it? But, man, you watch LeBron. Listen, LeBron is awesome. We get it. But he plays about half the game. Oh, he's like he's load managing He's load managing himself. on the court. Yeah. yeah he, and it's almost brilliant. It goes against everything we've been saying. But yeah. he, I think he realizes I'm, at, I'm past the apex of my career. I'm still trying to win another title. This is how I got to do it. I got to rely on AD. I got to rely on Reeves. Others, I, I wonder too. if he's sitting here thinking this is my last chance. Maybe. My last run. Did you see the NFL stuff? The schedule? schedule? Yeah, uh, Some quick, of it? Real quick before we move on from the NBA. All right, I'm a little shocked Bronny has declared to, to go to – has to, committed to USC and not hired an agent because of the whole LeBron wants to play with his son. Mm-hmm. You know, does he – is LeBron willing to wait out a year or two before he's drafted? Yeah, you'd have th- I would have you know thought he mean? was going to go to the G League. That way he could – Get into the league quicker yeah, to play with that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that Bronny's going to USC. Yeah, USC. Right, a little shocking for me. Would you trade the number two pick for Jalen Brown? One million percent. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. 
because and, and here's why. When you when I've looked at the mock drafts, it's kind of got two people up there behind Wimbenyama. And it's Scoot Henderson, who feels like SGA clone, and kind of redundant, right? Or Brandon Miller, who in theory is perfect for the Thunder, the Alabama guy, but there's no way in the world they're drafting him with the character stuff and the shooting that, mm-hmm. you know, no. all of that. There, no. There's no chance Oklahoma City would draft him. No, it doesn't fit. So, yes, I would trade the number two pick for Jalen Brown. With the assurance that he would re- that he would sign with OKC, yeah, yes, and but nothing's assured. I money mean, concerns not- be damned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eventually, that's going well, to have to be a thing. That, they got the money right now. They do. They and do. the The only problem with that is you would have to make this move before you knew, and that's the one thing that Oklahoma City is finally positioned well in that the CBA. They will know what it looks like before they have to make these decisions outside of you know trading that, mm-hmm. trading for Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seems like it's always worked against them. You have to make the hardened or feel like you have to make the hardened trade, then bam, it changes and you're going, oh, man, for $3 million, we could have kept him. It didn't look like that, and then it was. And then, of course, the KD thing where all the money was put up front into the salary cap allowing Golden State to sign him. Just that's stuff that was out of the Thunder's control that hasn't worked in their favor yet. Whereas this time it looks like it will, with their timeline and the timeline of the CBA, you know, being agreed upon here pretty quick. Maybe you hold off, but man, that that dude is good, man, Jalen mm-hmm. Brown, and he's exactly what the Thunder seemingly need. Yeah. What else you got? Hockey. Uh, Maple yeah, Leafs are about to be swept right out. Yeah, yeah, darn Maple Leafs. Dallas tied at 2-2 last night. It's turning into the best series, at least this round. Edmonton tonight needs a win to tie up uh, Vegas. And I think they'll get it. They're kind of toying around with them. And then the others 3-1. The Hurricanes. Looks like it's going to be the, the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Carolina and Florida. You know, hockey, hockey hotbeds. Plan to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Anyway, the NFL, right quick. Yeah. You know what's going to happen this year for the first time ever? You're going to have uh, a team go overseas twice in one year. That? That's that Jacksonville going over to London two weeks in a row. What's up? What else? First ever br- uh, Black Friday game. Oh, that's cool. Jets host the Dolphins. And then fin- Dolphins and Chiefs will be in Germany. So will it be a day? It's probably a night game, isn't it? No. It's going to be during the day? 2 o'clock, our time. Makes me wonder when OUTCU is going to happen. That's going to happen that same day. Right, but at night? It depends they, on how good they are. Yeah, that's true. Depends the what that means, what that game will mean. Full schedule release tomorrow. Hey. You all, know, you know who's going to have more primetime games than they may have had over the last 10 years combined? Who's that? The J-E-T-S, oh, Jets, yeah, yeah, Jets, yeah. Jets. I was thinking it had to be a bad team. Yes. They're going to be – get used to the green and white yep. of the Jets. All right, that'll do it. I am furious if I'm Jacksonville fan, by the way. Twice. 
in a row. And, and it's not like the Jags are easily the best team in that division. They're yeah. going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm curious. It's up rate for the Jags. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.